Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadine. Today is Wednesday, September 27th. Coming up, we'll hear from the president of a local chapter of the United Auto Workers on the national strike. I mean, the UAW has always stood for building the middle class. That's kind of what it's always been about. As we know, the last 20 years, that middle class has shrank. How the UAW strike has affected Kansas City and how being an auto worker has changed over time. But first, some headlines. Thousands of federal employees in Kansas and Missouri would be forced to continue working without pay if the government shuts down this Sunday. That includes active duty military, air traffic controllers, and others deemed critical. They'd have to wait and see if Congress eventually approves back pay. Nathaniel Burkhead at Kansas State University says that could cause economic fallout in surrounding communities. So Junction City, for example, or Fort Leavenworth, all of those restaurants, all of those shops are, are going to feel the pinch as well because now the service members who used to be able to spend some of their paycheck at dinner on a Friday night are not able to do that anymore. He says a shutdown would also threaten funding for federal programs that help low-income residents. That includes a food assistance program serving 47,000 women, infants, and children in Kansas and 91,000 in Missouri. Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves wants to make KCPD the highest-paying law enforcement agency in the metro. KCUR's Sam Zeff has more. KCPD is the largest police department in Missouri, but its starting pay is just over $50,000 a year. The chief wants to boost that to $60,000, which would also bump up higher paid officers. Graves told the police board that low pay makes it hard to retain officers and other professionals. But then also attract other quality candidates to come and work for Kansas City, Missouri Police Department to really be those change makers here for our city. The highest starting pay in the metro, according to KCPD, is Shawnee Police and the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. Both have starting salaries of about $60,000. Kansas City Council members and the mayor are studying what the city would need in a new jail. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports the city decided not to share jail space with Jackson County earlier this month. The committee plans to hear from law enforcement, advocacy groups, city staffers, and researchers. Councilmember Crispin Rea said the committee will consider the location of a jail and its cost, among other things. That is the size of what the facility will be, so how many beds are we actually talking, the nature of those beds, so the ratio between detention versus um, mental health and, and rehabilitation. A recent estimate by J.E. Dunn, which is constructing the Jackson County Jail, said a separate city detention center would cost between $179 and $195 million. We'll be back after this. It's been a week since General Motors closed its Fairfax plant in Kansas City, Kansas, due to a parts shortage caused by United Auto Workers going on strike at a plant near St. Louis. Dante Wilson is the president of UAW Local 31, which represents 2,000 workers that have been temporarily laid off from the Fairfax plant. He spoke to KCUR's Steve Kraske about what the strike means for local workers. You know, last week we learned that the workers at the Fairfax plant in KCK were laid off. What does this all mean for you? Well, uh, it is a bit confusing. And, you know, uh, a lot of moving parts right now. Tons of tons of moving parts. Uh, a strike would obviously be a little simpler. Uh, but 
we are currently laid off due to lack of parts uh, because of a stamping uh, part that we received from Wentzville. That part is at very accurate. Uh, Over near St. Louis yep. where you get these parts. Yep, yeah, right down the road, down, down I-70. Right, right. So as a result of that, we are currently on a layoff status. We are not on strike. Uh, we are on layoff status and kind of a little bit of a dispute in terms of whether that means unemployment or not. Uh, but we are fully prepared to make sure our, our, our folks, our members, receive uh, payment through the international union. I was just going to ask you that. Are workers at the Fair Pl- Fairfax plant uh, eligible for strike benefits, or do they collect unemployment? How is it working for you guys? So the short answer to the first part of that is yes. Uh, as a result of this, we are going to pick up strike benefits through the international union. Our president, Sean Fain, made it very, very clear that no member will be left behind. Uh, so that's kind of where we are in terms of Local 31. But uh, unemployment compensation's up in the air. Well, unemployment compensation is a likely no, but this is something that we were doing uh, preemptively to make sure that we are all, all, all squared away locally. We don't just want to make sure there's no interruption uh, for our members and that they're able to kind of carry on and be able to take care of their families in some semblance of normalcy, right? Obviously, 500 a week is not... You know, it's remotely uh, uh, different than what they used to receiving. Right. However, we just want to kind of bridge that gap as best we can. You know, you've been working for GM for over 16 years now. How have you seen the workplace change over that time? Wow. That's a you talk about a loaded question. That was a good one. A lot of change. Lots of change, man. Lots of change. So for for us, I mean, the UAW has always stood for building the middle class. That's kind of what it's always been about. As we know, the last 20 years, that middle class has shrank uh, almost, you know, infinitely, infinitely, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's kind of where the fight is. Now, I know structurally on a job, if you're talking about safety and, 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 and how you're getting treated on a job, I would venture to guess that, that those issues across the board, no matter where, the, where you're working, right, whether you're in manufacturing uh, or a corporate job, you kind of face those same issues with your bosses, right? And, and in manufacturing, those kind of get exacerbated uh, to, to a, a high degree. But what I kind of want to speak more about is just what the, the those manufacturing jobs and unions as a whole have been fighting for for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, 60 years since its inception. Uh, we've seen the corporate, you know, structure kind of really, really fight against that. And what you're seeing right now across the board, you spoke a little bit about all the strikes and everyone going on strike. Well, that's because there's a workers revolution going on right now. Mm-hmm. People are looking around and saying, you know, we're tired of doing more for less with less. Uh, so that's why you're seeing people kind of rising up, the workforce really rising up and saying enough's enough. We want our fair share. Right. No one's trying to be a millionaire on the backs of a manufacturing job for General Motors. We just want to we just want to say, hey, if the CEOs can get paid 30 million, uh, then we think that the workforce is actually adding value too, right? Right. You were last on strike in 2019, Dante. How does what you're seeing now compare to that time? Oh, I mean, what do they say? History doesn't repeat, but it does rhyme. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing? Oh, absolutely. Right. So that's where we are. I mean, obviously, we're looking at a scenario where we need to take care of our members. Uh, so we've built out strike pantries uh, before, right? 2019 was was a huge outpouring from the community. Uh, 
we had a mountain of water as far as I could see. Every everyone from you know the bi-state area, as I call it, Missouri and Kansas, uh, including Iowa and Nebraska, all over the place. They were coming all you know from all far and wide to uh, stand with us to show our show solidarity. Uh, we're receiving that same kind of re- support right now, despite the fact that we're not even on strike yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say yet because that may change. Um, so yeah, there's there's a there's some some huge similarities. I would say, if anything, you're seeing more support. I mean, I've seen some stats wow. on you know CNN. I believe that we're talking about almost seventy percent or seventy five percent of people actually uh, uh, side with with labor in in uh, this dispute, so mm-hmm. to speak. Hey, you know, across the country, how long do you think the strike's going to go on? Man, I wish I had a magic ball for that. Yeah. If I did, I'd probably be playing, playing the Powerball instead of uh, doing what I'm doing now. Uh, I don't know, but I, I can guarantee you this one thing that we are in it for the long haul uh, here locally at, at, you know, Kansas City, Kansas, local 31. We were on strike for six weeks last last time around. So in 2019, we did this for over 40 days uh, and that was every General Motors facility. So unfortunately or fortunately, we we know how to strike. We know what that is. And, you know, we have experience there. I was the vice president during that time frame. So. Uh, you know, my wife probably wouldn't love, but we did those 13, 14 hour days, you know, making sure that the membership was taken care of. But that's what it's all about. You know, you've made it clear, Dante, that you're on layoff right now. You're not on strike. But do you expect to get called to strike? Can you even go on strike since you're technically laid off right now? So the, the short answer to the second part is yes. Mm-hmm. So we can get called to strike at any moment. Right. That could happen if international deems that necessary. Uh, UAW Local 31 is ready and willing to join the fight. Uh, we are obviously uh, sitting on the sidelines right now, but we're supporting all our brothers and sisters across the UAW that are, are striking. Why is it important to you that industries organize now, especially given that union membership reached some of its lowest numbers last year? So in terms of the lowest numbers for union membership, I would challenge after COVID, you saw the shrinking of manufacturing uh, for a various number of reasons, right? Parts and such. Before that, union membership actually was growing. We were up actually I, I, I somewhere around, I think it was almost a 10% increase in that regard, right? Mm. It was like 0.8, per, 0.8 increase. Or, so it got up to almost 16%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would challenge that jobs, manufacturing jobs, changed right those shrank which actually shrank that that number that we're talking about in terms of union uh membership but to your point i think people across the board are more receptive to unions as they were in the 80s i think if you walk around right now you 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 talk about the the stand-up kc and the fight for 15 folks that were out there uh grinding away trying to convert uh or trying to organize some of the fast food jobs and even Starbucks, which is something that, that I was uh, blessed to, to be a part of. Um, that's you seeing those pop up all over the city and that's happening all over the country. So I think unions are on the rise. Uh, I would absolutely challenge that. That that's the reason why those companies fight so hard against it is because they know it works. That was KCUR's Steve Kraske speaking to UAW Local 31 President Dante Wilson. You can hear their entire conversation from KCUR's Up to Date at kcur.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. 
This podcast is produced by Paris Norvell, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.